The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. All right, it's Monday. Ian Locke here with Sammy Taramina calling in. It is a gloomy, cloudy Monday, but it's supposed to be warm. And this week, hey, what a better way to... Yeah, what a way, better way, Sammy. Be what a better yeah. way to kick off spring sports season by having mid sixties, high sixties, and seventies all yeah, week and a long. Bit of wet weather, and a little bit of wet weather, and just a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit, right? Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, you know, we've had some baseball played already. We've had some. Um, I know we've had some games getting ready to start up here. I mean, tracks been starting up, of course. Um, I'm curious to see how track's going to look this year, especially um, with everything going on, of course, um, how the teams are going to pan out. So that's what I'm very curious about this year. We got basketball talk about, obviously, um, we got an OA team that's in the um, state quarterfinals. Yep. Um, and then we got a couple of heartbreaking losses. Um, of course, we're going to recap the entire girls basketball season, of course, which, um, Ended for the OA on Monday night um, with all three teams going down. Um, we're going to talk a debate about with spring break and, um, you know, with the situation that's been going on with them, these teams. And also we're going to talk about um, and also we're going to talk about um, boys basketball. Of course, Stony Creek had a heartbreaking loss. We're yeah. going to talk about that. And um, Clarkston, how they um, had Orchard Lake St. Mary's on the ropes at least three times. And, um, couldn't get by the Eaglets, so Ian, uh, ready to go with that recap, my friend? Uh, I think I'm ready. Is that time already? Is it? All right, let's do <laughs> let's do the OA recap. Here we go. Ow! All right, basketball still going on. Like Sammy yes, said, we is. got one still in action. But here are the results of what happened, uh, what transpired over, you know, last week and I think, uh, yeah, just last week, right? So, mm-hmm. one team still alive. But start with the uh, girls' regional semifinals: Birmingham Marion, 63-50 over Clarkston. Maddie uh, Skrapowski had 27 points. Izzy Hadley had 15 for Clarkston. Utica, 39-38 over Stony Creek in a tight one. Sydney LaPrairie had 19 points and 12 rebounds for Stony Creek. Farmington Hills Mercy 66 to 14 over Groves. Navea Otis uh, eight points for uh, Groves. And on the boys' regional semifinals, Ferndale 78 53 or over Livonia Church, uh, Clarenceville. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Travion Lewis 22 points. Uh, Jason Drake 15 points. Chris Williams had 14 for Ferndale. Stony Creek 72 50 over Chippewa Valley. Trevor Smith had 22. Zach Jones 13. Calvin uh, Becker and uh, Jason Igwe, uh, eight points each for Stony Creek. Orchard Lake St. Mary's, 38, 37 over Clarkston. Nathan Steinman had 19 points for the Wolves. And the boys' uh, regional finals. Uh, Ferndale gets past Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy due to COVID issues. So they their opponent had to withdraw. Ferndale moves on. Macomb, Dakota, 58. 52 over Stony Creek in a close one. Uh, Trevor Smith, 30 points. Zach Jones had 12 for Stony Creek. 
Josh Hines, 31 points for Macomb, Dakota. And that, that is the short OA <laughs> recap. You know, it kind of feels it gets shorter and shorter, you know what I mean? Shorter and shorter. Hey, we're in the playoffs, man. It's uh, it's the way it goes. Teams are uh, whittled away, and what a, an odd, I'm not gonna say it's an oddball way to finish uh, playoffs for the OA teams. But um, before we get into dissecting these games, uh, let's talk about um, you know, the spring break factor. Yes, we we talked about this. We were worried about it that uh, kids were going to be uh, going away for spring break. So a lot of I think Oakland County, for the most part, at least the public schools were all in the same calendar mm-hmm. uh, for spring break, and yep. so it landed right. You know, a normal situations. This might not be the case, but it landed right in the middle of some very important games, Sam. And I think that's the reason why I was a little bummed with a couple of these games. I mean, like, because, um, you know, when you look at these teams, um, like Clarkston, of course, they rely a lot on some seniors. Um, like Olivia Toder is a perfect example. Um, Stony Creek, I know they had they, – Stony Creek really had one senior on their team in Kendall Call. Um, um, and then you look at um, – you know, and then of course on the boys' side, Stony was missing a couple players as well. Um, but they had their best player, Trevor Smith, back. Um, so when you really look at, when you really look at it, I mean, like, if these teams were to have their full complement of players, would they have won their games? I think there were a couple of them, obviously. Um, you know, when I look at, um, but you know, you got to look at the kids who stayed. Um, played these games they worked their tails off they yeah. battled for their school they battled for their team i mean when you look at when you look at it here i mean like you know now i don't know if i can fault these kids especially that you know with everything that's been going on but you know but you know florida's still there mexico's still there or <laughs> their destination place is still there but you cannot replace the high school memories you can't and especially if you're a senior it's really unfortunate for them yeah. you know what i mean that that um this happened to them well i find it interesting i know in the teams by this point you know 98 percent of the teams are sitting home already yes right they're they're, they're done so but right but the work and the time and the effort, not just by the players and the coaches and the families to get to the, the kids to practices and the kids working hard and you know, getting a season underway, but for all of those people who are taking criticism, you know, for mm-hmm. delaying this season or, you know, due to health issues and COVID things, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people went through a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of work to get this thing up and running. And, you know, you still scamper away for spring break. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I know I would be playing. I'd be there. Yeah, I mean, um, like, I, I, if it was me, I don't get I'd it. still be, I still would be playing. I mean, because um, when you look at, you know, Florida's still there, Mexico's still there. I mean, you can go anytime on vacation, but when you're in a, you're trying to get to a state championship game, you're trying to win a, to win a championship. I mean. You know, I mean, like, it can wait. Even even in spring break, I think even it can wait. I mean, like, because, um, 
because you need to be there for your team. Your team is like your family. Um, now I don't know how these kids' situations if if they were to if they had to if they were to cancel what would have happened like financially yeah. and all that. I mean, like you can't really. And a lot of really. I'm I'm glad Sammy you brought that up because there's right there's we're talking one side of the coin, but the other side of the coin is a lot of these trips sometimes are planned months and months and months in advance. You're hoping, mm-hmm. obviously those who went down, you know, had plans set and sometimes you can't get out of them. Right. If you had right, lights booked and all that stuff, who knew that it would be kicked to this time of year for the, uh, the, the state tournaments and the postseason to be continuing, you know, for the regionals, usually we're done by now. But, yes. But, um, but yeah, you know, you're right. That that's another thing financially. Do you have to eat the bill? You know, but I, I don't know. But I just find it in, odd. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, if we're no, still that's... in the state tournament, I'm I'm going. I mean, but that's obviously me. Well, yeah. I mean, like, but um, but imagine if you're a senior, if you're a, if you're a senior, you know what I mean? That this is your really your last chance to be with your teammate, um, to be with your teammates, your family, and you're not there to um. And you're not there to be with them. I mean, like that—that's gonna create some pain, you know. That's gonna create some heartache, I know. But you know, but you're gonna. But I know you're gonna cherish those memories. But but just to be there with your kid, with your teammates and your family, you know what I mean? Well, well, you can't have that back. And I know, and that's very unfortunate, you know. Well, with I mean, that being said, let's let's look at uh, the girls' regional semifinals. Uh, mm-hmm. Clarkston, how was how was uh, spring break impacted uh, them when they played the the Lady Wolves? Yeah, I mean like that. I think that really impacted them. And when you look at what the Wolves did, um, so they I were shorthanded. How many? They uh, were shorthanded. Um, a few players. Um, they were impacted by. Um, you know, I know one big loss for them was Olivia Toderin. Um, and Kate. I mean, like and Caitlin. I mean, like I know they were. Several wolves that were not there. I mean, they. I mean, like, but they do lose some very key players like Caitlin Call, Olivia Toder, and Morgan Hunter, and Lena Emmacap. They lose those. They lose. The, they lose them. That's going to be a huge loss for them. But you know, you had Maddie Sikorsky, um, their best player, who um, had a obviously. fantastic game. Yeah, she had twenty-seven. Isley Hadley, of course, their sixth girl off the bench. She ended up having a really nice game for. Um, Jim having a really nice game for um Clarkston, um, especially in a starting fifteen points. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know, you gotta look at you gotta look at those two players. I mean, those two players came out, played their guts out. I know seven players as well. They also played their guts out as well. But, you know, but at the end of the day, they just didn't have a full complement of, of players and it ended up coming back and um and you're playing against Birmingham Marion, which is a team that has um you know, they are they're we talked about Birmingham Marion. Their best player I mean, their shortest girl is six foot. And you look at um you look at of course uh, playing a team like that and, and then to put fifty points against them, actually that's pretty good for Clarkson. I mean like that they put up fifty points, but but if they had their full complement, you know, I don't know how they would do um if they had their full team though to um too much of their defense, but so you don't. Th- so you don't think a full uh, roster of players would have changed the outcome of that game? Not against Marion, no. Not against them at all. Okay. And I think you know, um, 
I know it's, it's it's sickening for them to hear about that, but I just think even with that full team, I just think um Clarkson would I think um Clarkson would have had a really hard time with Vermeer and Marion anyway. All right. So so they go down. Clarkson, the Lady Wolves go down sixty three fifty. Birmingham mm-hmm. Marion, as advertised, right? Yeah, they ended up losing to Heartland in the regional final. Um, yeah, that was not a pretty sight. So Marion does go down. I don't think that was yeah, listed. They went, yeah, no, that was not listed. Um, they went down to Heartland. Um, Heartland beat them pretty convincingly. Now, Heartland's got a really scary team this year when you look who they've got. Um, Don Palmer's a really good coach as well for them. They've adapted to the AU type style for the, for um. They've adapted to that style, um, and I think it would have been really difficult for Clarkson anyway to win that regional out Holly. It would have been really really difficult. So even if they would have got past Birmingham Marion, I still wouldn't think they would have gotten past Heartland. Mm. So. All right. So now we're looking at uh, Utica Stony Creek in a very very close <sighs> match. Uh, you know Utica what? takes it 39-38. You know what? I mean, like, I'm going to give credit to where credit's due to Stony Creek. I mean, they battled. They competed. Um, even with the limited numbers. Um, but Coach Kellen James had a phenomenal game plan. They just, they just, um, and they were in it with them. I mean, like, damn, they couldn't get a shot to drop to the goal line. It was, um. It was an in-out situation. Um, if the ball would have went in, you know, Stony Creek wins by one. Um, I got to give um, Sydney LaPrairie a lot of credit, um, you know, along with the rest of the Cougars that were there. Um, this is another one where I think if Stony Creek had their full team there, um, they would have won this game. But, but um, then again, Stony Creek's playing Utica, and they have a very good guard in Lena Ray, who had a really nice game. Um, so when you look at Stony Creek's case, um, they actually, um, when you look at Stony Creek's case, I thought they played Utica pretty well, and it ended up, um, you know, it ended up being a nip and tuck game. But unfortunately for, um, unfortunately for Stony Creek, it just didn't go their way. And how did Utica perform in the next match? Uh, they had to forfeit because of COVID against um, <laughs> Macomb Lodge, Cruz North. <laughs> oh, my. So, if they had to forfeit, that means Stony Creek potentially wouldn't even have been able to play. That is true. Because they I played that Utica. Was... That means that for contract tracing, they may have had to re- Yeah. Well, hey, did... maybe spring break's not looking like a bad decision. <laughs> well, you know, uh... going on vacation's not looking so bad at this point. But for Stony Creek, you know what? I mean, you know what? It's kind of funny because they lose one senior to graduation in Kendall Call. They have 10 players coming back, which is going to be really interesting. All right. Um, including, of course, Mia Carson, Bolt La Prairies, um, Paris Kramer, Milana Scores, who's had a really good, nice year, um, Kendall Bynfett, Riley Bynfett, Aaron Flynn, Ella Dimitro, the very good energy player, and Lily Solick. All coming back. Um, all coming back. All are coming back. Wow. So when you look at Stony Creek, you know, this is a team that uh, definitely is going to be in my top five next year. Um, but but for the Cougars, you know, um, they had a nice year. I mean, they won a district title for the first time since the 16 um, 
it's just for some reason what I don't understand is when teams play Utica, um, they teams tend to have problems. I mean, two years ago, I mean, like last two years, it's been Troy, and this year it's been Stony Creek. So that's a that's one of the things I've been really, really mind boggled that anytime a team, an OA team plays Utica, it seems like Utica's had an, the OA team's number. Yeah. And and how do you remedy that? <laughs> well, you know, it's such know, an odd yeah. year, right? I mean, even in such an odd year, I'd almost say this is an outlier. But mm-hmm. um but you know, like you said, there's stacked for the for the future and you just got me excited for next year's season because those are the types of teams I, I love those teams that just have that experience. You know, even if they're mm-hmm. the underclassmen are doing really well and you lose a couple seniors. But uh, to it makes you really look forward to the next season to go, wow, where can they go from here? So the ceiling for Stony Creek, you're saying, is pretty darn high. Oh, it's really high. I mean, there's a reason why I call Stony Creek team Feinbaum. Because <laughs> in devotion to Paul Feinbaum. Because they have that type of talent. They have that type of program strength, you know, that could rival. Um, I say that again, I Sammy. Like, you broke up. Say it again. Oh, sorry. Could rival they who? Have, they have that type of talent that can rival Alabama. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> I'm serious. Alabama. I mean, sure, Alabama football. You think about Nick Saban. Yes. I mean, you look at, of course, Malina Scorch, who's had a really nice year. Um, you look at Mia Carson coming back. You look at both the Prairies. Mm-hmm. You got Ella DeMitro. I mean, you got. So Lily you're saying Solis. they're loaded. They are going to be absolutely loaded, and it would not surprise me next year if Stony Creek is up in the red. It really would not surprise me. Okay. That's how good Stony Creek is. I like where Callan James' team is. I like this team a lot. Um, clearly, Stony Creek's a team on the rise. They're a, their program strength is very good. I like the kids that are coming out from Hart Middle School as well going up in the program. I mean, they got the they got the right coaches in there. That Stony Creek basketball team is going to be dangerous next year. All right, mm-hmm. you heard it you heard it here. <laughs> Sammy's mm-hmm. Sammy's calling his shot. Yep. All right, moving on to Farmington Hills Mercy over Groves. What happened? 66-14. No offense and just crumbled it seems. What happened? You know what? Experience showed up in this game. And Farm Tales Mercy had a really good game plan for Groves, which was to basically, you know, make them play a different type of basketball style that they have not seen before. Um, when you look at Groves, they are a young team. Their best players are freshmen. When you look at Nevada Otis and Jordan Peterson, um, they did not have a – they had their best sophomore got hurt. Um, oh. And that did not help things for Coach Antoine Simpkins. I mean, when it, it was Caitlin Sanders. So when you look at Groves, I mean, yes, they lose two big pieces in Caitlin Quinn and Rachel Sample. But what happened against Farmtown's Mercy was – they were completely blitzkrieged, and they just did not stand a chance. It was very similar to that against Detroit Cast Tech, and it was similar to that against Belleville. Mm. But 
the difference was in uh, and actually Detroit Cavs Tech's a perfect example because they were absolutely crushed by um they were crushed by the, by the technicians. So when you look at the situation here with Groves, yes, they're a young team. Yes, they had a they won they won their district, but this team is still pretty young. You know, even with all that AAU talent. You know, this team is still a young basketball team. And their and their best players were freshmen and sophomores. And you're going up against a Farm Tales Mercy team that is a veteran heavy team, got a very good guard in Alexis Roberts. Roberts also knows Simpkins' system playing with the Michigan Storm AU team. And it basically their experience showed up in that game against them. Against Groves and Groves is inexperienced, came back and haunt him, and, and they ended up getting running clock happened against them. So, oh. so when you look at when you look at Groves, you know, people ask me about them. You know, was with Groves was um, did you give them too many expectations real soon? I said, well, Simpkins and Groves. They deserve those expectations because the way they've been playing. Yeah. They knocked off Royal Oak twice. They knocked off Royal Oak twice. You know, anytime you knock them off, you know, that's going to get my attention. And anytime, I mean, like, and your losses were to West Bloomfield and Clarkston in, in the division. We know how good both those teams are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they beat Southfield, you know. So when you look at, when you look at Groves, you know, and of course, you've had the attention they've been getting. Of course, the hire of Antoine Simpkins there, um, you know, quickly building a program. Um, he quickly building a program, and you know he's building a program. You know, but it's going to take some time for girls to get that program back. You know, and I still got questions surrounding that program when it comes to program strength. Um, obviously, when you look at the sub RC programs. But I know their future is bright. I mean, I know they got they got Nevada Otis and um, Jordan Peterson, the two best players, coming back. Um, Caitlin Sandler should be back um, from injury. You got Melania Price there. You also got a a very good shooter in Sierra Racco coming back. Um, so when you look at Groves, their future is their future is bright. But it was just not a good night for them against a team like Farm Hills Mercy, where they just look completely overmatched. Yeah. So. And that happens. At, I mean, Sammy, you know that can happen. Um, absolutely. We see it on all levels. Just some sometimes the matchups just don't work. You know, uh, the other team can. You know, it. It sometimes it just doesn't work. Your system does not work in certain situations and it seems like that didn't happen that happened against Groves um you know not too long ago with Farmington Hills Mercy and so from there I mean the one thing you can always pull from this though and if you're saying their best players are freshmen and sophomores and so on you know it's mm-hmm. a young, it's a young team yeah. and it, I hate to say this but you know I know the coaches it's a learning situation it's a it's a it's a chance to grow and I uh, Teams that get manhandled like that, you know, mm-hmm. 66-14 in a, in a meaningful postseason matchup, it, it kind of grizzles you, doesn't it? I mean, it toughens you up. It, it makes you think of going, oh, yeah, okay, well, this is, 
you know, we weren't ready for that. How do we manage this? How do we fix these sorts of things? So, well, this is what this is what I don't understand is this season Grove's playing a very tough non-conference. You're playing in the red as well, which that you know that's not going to make things easy for you. Yeah. But when you play a tough non-conference, you know you're it's supposed to get you ready for these big type of situations. Now, I get that they're a young team, but the fact you play this type of non-conference schedule, you know, sometimes, you know, you're gonna need you need to balance out your non-conference when you look at teams. Um, when you look at games where, um, and I know they did knock off Lakeland, which is a good win for them, but but when you look at maybe balancing it out, giving your young team some confidence, I mean, like you know, you know, and the fact that you're playing this type of tough schedule, um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna cause mental fatigue on you. So and I think so you know, I'm I'm gonna call. Hang on a second, there. I wish I had a button that said, "Hang on a second. So mm-hmm. we've we've seen teams that have weak non-conference roll right. through that competition, and right. I I recall you seeing across from me going, that's why they have issues in the postseason because right. they take it too easy. Are you are you flipping it here? You're saying, oh, it's too hard, and I'm not I go gonna I go, flip I go, it I go where are we going? Gonna, where are we I'm going? Not gonna, I'm not gonna flip it on Groves because you know, but Sounds I just like think. It. <laughs> I'm not gonna flip it on them, but I'm just saying here is when you look at a and especially that type of young team to get some confidence, maybe maybe loosen up the non-conference a little bit. You know what I mean? But 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 I know Antoine Sampkins very well. You know he's not gonna do that. So, no. <laughs> so and um, I get that. I get that. Um, teams want to toughen up their schedule to get them ready for the postseason. I mean, like, I remember Simpkins' um, interview to Colin Gay, Colin, um, guy of hometown life, I mean, like, saying, you know, we're going to go far, we're going to have a deep playoff run. Um, but, you know, it does take time to build a program. And for um, girls, let's not forget, this team, you know, they had some down years. I mean, like, I know under Amos Thompson, under Jessica Weasler, They've had some down years, but but um, I know Antoine Simpkins. I know he wants to turn this team around quick, you know. And you got a lot of young players, and they've taken some lumps. I mean, like some of these players have experienced that AU type system, of course, where they've been playing tough games. But here's the thing: AU and high school sport and high school basketball are much different. You know what I mean? Compared yeah. to how how it is so if your groves next year if your groves i mean like i would encourage you to play a very tough schedule i encourage you to do it you know but the question's going to be is <laughs> how are you going to um you're looking at likely being in the red with um with the clarkston a west bloomfield and likely a stony creek and a troy possibly i mean like yeah. that's not going to be easy Grove, so they're gonna have to, um, you know, they're gonna have to learn and grow from this. So <laughs> it's gonna be a challenge for them going forward. <laughs> All righty. So, um, any final thoughts on the semifinal results for the girls? <laughs> well, the Grove one on the region, Groves lost the, far, uh, the Groves lost in the regional really had me stunned. Um, I thought Stony Creek 
could have got by Utica, um, but you are right, Ian. Um, they would have had to deal with the um, COVID protocol if um, if they would have went to the regional final, um, especially what we heard with Utica. Yeah. And then um, and then on Clarkston, um, they're going to be good again next year. Of course, they have um, Sikorsky, Hadley coming back. Um, I'm high on Ava Hernandez and Emerson Wood. I'm really high on both of them. Um, they're going to make some big strides next year, along with Kira Tomley. Um, I just think Clarkson, you know, I, I think they're going to be fine next year. I'm curious right. to see how they're going to do without Caitlin Call, Olivia Tolder, and Morgan Hunter. Yeah. And Liga Abacamp. But, but you know that, I mean, like you mentioned, the other squads, if you have a solid sub-varsity program. Program strength, very important. Right, and Clarkson usually has solid Solid uh, sub varsities. Yes, I know their program very well. I know Coach Justin Losey, I'm their freshman coach, and then um, Aaron Goodnow, the MJV coach at um, at um, for Clarkston. I mean, like they're going to be fine. I mean, when you look at when you look at my early top five for next year, um, my early top five for girls basketball, obviously West Bloomfield has to be the number one ranked team with who they got back with both Hendrixes and um, both um both Davis sisters coming back along with Myona Hooper. Um, Clarkson's probably my number two right now. Stony Creek's probably my three. Rose is my number four. Um, and then a team to watch next year, I think, is Lake Orion. Um, mm. When you look at the Dragons, who they got coming back. I mean, you look at, of course, Maddie Everett, Kylie Heck. Um, you also, you got um, you got Chloe Weegers, who's had a nice year, along with um, Katie Van Heck and Taylor Dinda. You know, among others, I think Lake Orient's going to be a team to watch um, for sure. So my top five next year in the girls' side, I know Troy's going to be complaining to me about it because they got a lot of experience <laughs> back. But but my top five right now looks to be West Bloomfield, Clarkston, Stony Creek, Groves, and Lake Orient. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, send all complaints to Sammy Termin. <laughs> At his blog. <laughs> at Sammy, semicolon, Termina, blogspot.com. And I will gladly explain to you why what I'm going to explain to. If you send any complaints to the um to, to ONTV, they'll have them forwarded to me. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'll forward them on. Absolutely. I know you do. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. All right. Now we're, we're, we're rolling on here. Um, OA now on a Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. after the regionals, finals, semifinals, and finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're looking at the boys' regional semifinals now. Uh, I'd like to get one special shout-out to Clarkston Wrestling for getting to the unstate. Yeah. For getting to the unstate um, quarterfinals. Unfortunately for them, they ran into Hartwick, um, where they were just no match for them. So congratulations, Clarkston, on a really nice season. Unfortunately, um, they ended up losing in the quarterfinals. Mm. And mm-hmm. that was the team the team competition. Yes. Okay. The team competition. Yep. All righty. So uh, moving on to the boys uh, basketball regional semis, uh, Ferndale 78 over uh, Livonia Clarenceville 53 uh, mm-hmm. eyeball test. What do you got? Well, here's the thing with Ferndale. Um, you know, they're going to rely a lot on Jason Drake and Travion Lewis. Mm-hmm. And we, but there are some players that I've been really impressed with. I mean, their interior play has been just phenomenal. When you look at this, was supposed to be their weakness for Ferndale. 
was their interior play and their lack of depth. Ferndale has really addressed this <laughs> real nicely. They've gotten a freshman program. They got a junior varsity program. Juan uh, Rickman is really, it really put program strength on the map over there at Ferndale. Um, I like I like that he has two interior young interior guys. Um, one is a senior, um, and Jack Kennedy. But I've also liked to play Chris Williams. I mean, like he has done really well for this group. I mean, especially in the interior, going up against some of the best big men in the in the league when you look at players like Mike DePillo, Luke Sherlock, um, Basir Jihad. Yeah. Um, on a consistent basis. I mean like and then and then and then um the postseason really hasn't been as strong of a ride for Ferndale. I mean like but Livonia Clarenceville's been their toughest te- toughest opponent thus far. I mean like so when you really look at Ferndale, um this is where the test will come when they play Croswell Lexington. Uh, we're going to talk that in a couple minutes, but yeah. I really like the play of um, Chris Williams, but I've really have loved the play of Jack Kennedy. Last year, Kennedy did not play basketball because he had a um, he was he had a commitment to when he was working, and then he had a work commitment. So mm. when he came back, what he did against Oak Park, which is absolutely incredible, um, along with Chris Williams, and then of course the play of Cameron Reed is another one. I've been really impressed with. He's a wing player. Um, I mean, like he compliments um, Drake and um, Lewis very well. I mean, he's only a freshman, but I really like to play a Cameron Reed the way he's been playing. He's, he's had some. He's a work. He's a work working hardworking player. Um, Ferndale's got others as well, but what they did against Livonia Clarenceville was when they finally sped him up. You know what I mean? Good yeah. things happened. And so, so and looking at the score, I know. You know, a lot of times score does not indicate how tight the game was. But mm-hmm. for Ferndale to drop 78 points, and mm-hmm. they had a lot of guys in double digits. Yep. And, you know, then you look at the defensive side of the ball, and, it, you know, that I think is more impressive to hold Clarenceville to 53. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, mean the, the ball was falling for uh, Ferndale, obviously. But... And it was on their home gym, too, which make, that makes it that much more... Yes, that unique. that helps, but but, but Livonia Clarenceville was a team. They were seven and eight coming in that game. They were one game under five hundred. Oh, okay. But they won their district. Um, uh, but Ferndale, of course, um, we know the schedule they played. Um, everybody was looking forward, me included, was looking forward to that game against Harperwood Chandler Park Academy because because they had a really good play in Orlando Lovejoy, um, which would have been a really interesting matchup between between um, Lovejoy against Travian Lewis and um, yeah. Jason Drake. But unfortunately, it did not materialize. But um, Yeah, if you're just joining us, that game between Ferndale and the regional finals <laughs> and Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy was uh, canceled due to COVID situation with Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy. Mm-hmm. So that game, uh, Ferndale uh, automatically advances. Yep, they're going to advance to the regional final for the first time since 1985. Um, they, they're going to take on a really good Cromwell Lexington team that's coming out undefeated. We'll talk about that game in a couple minutes as well. But on the Ferndale, on Ferndale, the eyeball test for them right now, they're passing right now. But there's <laughs> some things that I know Coach Juan Rickman said that 
because you want to see his team do better. And, um, you know, and it's going to get a lot tougher considering um, where they got to go this week. You know what I mean? If they win, if they win in East Point, then going out the Van Andel Arena. um, And then if they win that, going to Breslin likely on Saturday. So, so. A lot of but, things, but for you Dale have to know there those guys are excited. Three games potentially left, right? <laughs> yes, and they gotta be. And their competition moving forward, we can talk about that. Why not? Yeah, I um, mean, like mm-hmm. their opponent has quite the drive down oh, to South, Lexington? Yeah, to yeah. Southeast Michigan. So, I mean, well, they're, this is they're in County, Crosswell Lex is you know, Crosswell Lexington is they, you know, what their nickname is, Ian? What? The pioneers. Hey, there you go. Yep. I well, mean, they're going to be wagon training down. I know that. <laughs> yeah, going down, I going down. Um, up to M ninety, up to I ninety, to M twenty five, which merges to M to I ninety four and Fort Huron, before having to travel all the way there. So, and this one's interesting when you look at Ferndale's matchup with Croswell Lex. Um, I know it's Croswell Lexington, but I know a lot of people up in the thumb area, and I consider myself a thumb guy. Okay. We call we call Croswell Lexington Croswell Lex. Okay. Which is really interesting. Um, I know we got we we got to talk Stony Creek and Clarkston as well because both those teams are coming off tough losses. Yes. Um, but let's I'm gonna look at this game here with Ferndale and Croswell Lexington state quarterfinals. Um, Croswell Lexington is coming in this game unbeaten at 19 and 0. I mean, ah, they they they. They're very, they're talented. They got balance. They got a very good player in Hunter Stoper, who's a power forward. He had 30 points and 16 rebounds in their win against Pontiac Notre Dame Prep, mm. where they ended up winning that one 55-35. It was their first regional championship, and they played it on their home floor. Mm. Um, they're coming off wins against Goodrich, Alma, and Armada. Okay. And they're well coached under Coach Lance Campbell. Um, but when I look at the difference in the leagues, when you look at the OA against the Blue Water Conference, probably the team that would resemble an OA-type team for Croswell-Lex would be Almont, because Almont is coached by former Adams coach John Hall. Okay. So when you look at Croswell-Lexington, this is going to be a different type of animal that they have seen compared to what they've been used to seeing. Because we know how athletic Ferndale is. We know how speed, how quick and talented Ferndale is. So when you look at Croswell Lex, Soper is going to have to have a monster game if they're going to pull this off. And they're going to have to find a way to stop Drake and Lewis. So... When you look at this matchup here on paper, and the fact that it's at East Point, yeah, that does not make things look. It looks very bleak for Crosswell Lex, going down from Sanilac County down in the Southern Macomb County. So, so um, it's going to be really interesting to see how Crosswell Lexington adapts to playing in Southeastern Michigan. Traveling from Sanilac County down to the um, down, I think I think travel could be a factor here because all Ferndale has to do is travel 22 minutes, <laughs> and for Crosswell Lexington, an hour and 15 minutes. 
Yeah. <laughs> now with uh, Ferndale, I mean, are you? I mean, we have to also look at the matchups of player on player. Oh, and, absolutely. And um, we're at forty minutes right now. Just as a heads up. So, uh, player on player, does uh, Croswell Lexington have anybody in the middle? Like, where you've got somebody that can score 30, obviously you talked about that, but is, what is the rest of the makeup of the team? Is it just a, uh, you know, one main guy that's going to take over scoring and be the key, or do they have a couple other, uh, you know, is there a tripod there? Is there a trifecta of players that uh, – Kind of like Ferndale, they got three three headed monster, uh, potentially more the way they've been playing. But does well, uh, does Lexing- Croswell Lexington have anybody besides their superstar? Well, they I mean they got some size. I mean, like I'm looking at them right now, they got some size. Um, obvious, but uh, I don't think they have the guard play to match up with um with Breaker Lewis. Um, now um, they're gonna have to play. They're gonna have to slow it down. Obviously, um, they're gonna have to. Um, but Crawford is gonna have to really slow it down to give it to their bigs inside. Um, I just don't see how um, Crawford Lexington can handle Ferndale's quickness. Right. <laughs> and you know, when you look at, of course, the game against Notre Dame Prep, where. Um, where um, Lex played really good basketball, um, even though it was on the home floor. <laughs> now you're going on the road. You're going on the road, which is going to be really difficult, and you're going far away. So when you really look at, I just don't know if Croswell Lex matches up to Ferndale, and especially on their quickness. Now, if you're in the case of Soper, of Hunter Soper, Who's gonna have to go up? Likely, he probably will see a lot of Jack Kennedy. He'll probably see, he'll probably see some Chris Williams. He'll probably see some Cameron Reed. I mean, Coach Juan Rickman's got options here, how to guard him, Soper. Um, now if Soper gets shut down, now what's helped Croswell Lex is that the Blue Water Conference this year was not a good league, mm. and even though they've had good teams like Goodrich, <laughs> Armada, Almont, um, but they have not seen a team or an animal like what Ferndale is going to give them. Yeah. When, I think – I hate to interrupt you because we'll have to move on, but the when is this game taking place? Tuesday night at East Point. Okay. So um, that's the one we're obviously going to be – Tuning keeping into an and keeping tightly. an eye on. And yep. uh, so we're going to move on real quick. We're at about 43. So Stony okay. Creek um, and Chippewa Valley went at it. Stony Creek's offense lit up uh, Chippewa Valley to the tune mm-hmm. of 72 to 50. Um, yep. But then they go on to the regional finals against Dakota and fall in a tight one, 58-52. You know, the play of Trevor Smith is probably the most incredible that I've seen. This kid had a thousand points this year, and I was also impressed to play as Zach Jones. Zach Jones really stepped up to be that number two type scorer for Coach Steve Norgrove, and I think those two guys deserve a lot of credit, and especially Trevor Smith. I mean, Smith basically 
bailed him out in some games. I mean, like you look at the type of player he was. He he can shoot you. He can shoot. He can score. Um, he can dunk. I don't know. I don't know how in the heck that college um college schools aren't looking at this kid. I mean, Trevor Smith. He is the best player in the OA. I am calling it right now. Trevor Smith is the best player this season in the OA. And with especially what he has to do for that team, I mean, and what he did against um, Macomb, Dakota, who's a really well-coached team under under Paul Taco, um, to put up 30 against them out of, and then you look at, of course, um, Zach Jones scoring, um, scoring, I think, 13 against Macomb, Dakota. Uh, I mean, he, like, he had that's, 12. Yeah. He had 12. Okay. Um, that's absolutely incredible, you know, that. But also, I got to give Stony Creek a lot of credit for not giving up in that game. They were, they got, they were down by um, 17 at one point and got Whoa. up to five. I mean, like, that tells you how much that team – Worked their tail off, and without their and without and without uh, only nine guys on there, you also got to give players like um, you also got to give players like um, you, you got to give that team a lot of credit. Also, you got to give players like um, you know, like um, Gage Beers and Calvin Becker, um, you got to give them credit as well, especially you know. Being put in some bigger, being put in some big time roles um, to step up, and they stepped up. I mean, like the players that were there at Stony Creek, um, who was there for the regional, they stepped up. They they fought. I mean, they got a big win against Chippewa Valley. I mean, yeah. like you know, that's not an easy thing to do, especially no. when you have nine kids on that team. I mean, like so, I think to, you got to give that whole team the whole program, a lot of credit. And also Steve Norgrove deserves a lot of credit as well. Um, so when you look at Stony Creek, I mean, like, you know, yes, they're going to lose a ton. They lose. They lose 10 seniors. Wow. They lose, they lose Trevor Smith. They lose Lance Bogaberg, David Angel, Alex Ryder, Jacob Felton, and Josh Course. And those are some names to include there. Um <laughs> So Stony, but what's going to help them is their program strength. So, so if you're Stony Creek, you know, I'm curious to see where this team's at next year. But, you know, especially with this class, what they had this year, this was a pretty special group that Stony Creek had. Yeah, um, and, and it's disappointing that uh, they got down 17. Usually when that happens, it's so hard. I mean, you have to use so much energy to dig yourself out of that hole. Mm-hmm. That by the time it comes down to the fourth quarter or the late stages of that fourth quarter, sometimes you're just running on fumes. Yeah, and, and that's true. you know if they were running nine guys, that's it. You know they were mm-hmm. given everything they had uh, to try to get out of that hole, and they nearly did it again, they only losing did. by six. Only losing by six. Mm-hmm. And that tells you, but also you got to get especially Josh Hines who put up 31. Yeah. I mean, that's insane <laughs> what he did. Um, Stony Creek is a pretty good defensive team. I mean, that's a good defensive team. And, you know, for Macomb, Dakota, for Josh Hines to do that to them, pretty incredible for what Paul Taco did. Um, give credit to 
give credit to both sides. I mean, I, I but I give Stony Creek a ton of credit for fighting in this game. Yeah. I mean, they were phenomenal. Yeah, and you wouldn't expect anything less from that group. I mean, oh no, you know, they fought. Yeah. Well, that's they had uh, never seen that attitude. it's unfortunate that that's how they go out, but uh, but that's why you play the game, right? I mean, that's uh, that's the name of the game this time of year. And um, moving on to Orchard really Lake, historic season for them. Yep, and uh, moving on to the um, uh, was it Clarkston Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Yeah, uh, boys semifinals. Orchard Lake St. Mary's drops uh, the Wolves thirty-eight thirty-seven in a in a very very close match. You know how ironic that score was? That score reminds me of a game a couple of years ago when what? Clarkson was upset by Adams in the first round. Oh yeah, that was the same exact score. Really, I'm surprised yeah. at how I know. Um, you mentioned uh, when we were doing uh, the show prep that uh, Clarkson's used to the low scoring games. Absolutely, um, but it was for me. It's still surprising with the numbers they can put up that they only hit thirty-seven. Um, but uh, give uh, give the listeners a lay of the land as uh, of what well, happened. Well, let's not forget they're taking on a team that's averaging seventy a game and ranked thirteenth nationally. Yeah. So defense, obviously, on both sides were. Uh, I got to give Clarkston defensively so much credit. Yeah. Because to hold that team that has a Mr. Basketball candidate in um, Julian Ropier, um, to hold it, and they shut down, they basically, to hold that team at 38 points, it's just absolutely insane. Yeah. Especially with the Division One talent that's going to come out of Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, and to basically do that with basically a team that was supposed to be rebuilding this year. Yeah, that's and, right. And the fact that um, I do give Nathan Steinman deserves a lot of credit. Um, he had 19 points in that game for Clarkston. Um, the St. Mary's had no answer for him in that game. Um, I just felt really bad for Zach Austin. Um, I mean, like they had a chance to tie it up to go to overtime. Um you know, I, I mean, like that—that's hard. You know what I mean for what happened to them. So, uh, um, so it set the scene though. It was—I uh, think he went to the line, correct? He did go to the line, um, attempted to tie it up, uh, made the first one, but then just was too strong in the second, and Orchard Lake St. Mary's ended up winning that game. Mm. Um, now they do lose some key players. Uh, they lose Luke Sherler, Cole Wilson, and Isaiah Harris. They lose those three to graduation. Um, but what helps them is that you have um, they have Keegan Wasilla coming back, Zach Austin, Luke Cozen, who's only a freshman. He was only a freshman this year. Um, he's also a football player as well. And then you have, of course, Mike DePillo, who was out for um, two games because he got hurt in that Lake Orion game with mm. the um, with the knee injury. Yeah, and you know right. he's the starting quarterback for the Wolves. So yeah. So when you look at um, so when you look at for football perspectives, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> he's gonna be relied on a lot, but but I think Clarkson's gonna be very good again next year. I really do. Um, you look at of course the experience back for them. Um, I think they'll be in the converse. They'll be in the conversation for the Red. Um, I mean, especially how they played against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, they basically, I felt like Orchard, I felt like Clarkson took the same game plan 
Lake Orion did against them in the district semifinals um, against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And I also got to give Coach Tim Wasilic a lot of credit because he, he found something that um, that could have exposed Orchard Lake St. Mary's not only not only in the semifinal rounds, but in the later rounds. I mean, I mean, Orchard Lake St. Mary's did move on to the um, quarterfinals, have a rematch with Grand Blank. And I'm 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 gonna dare say this on air. I'm gonna take Grand Blank over St. Mary's. Oh, that's how um, that's how confident I am with Grand Blank. So, <laughs> but back to Clarkson, I just think that this was a year. This was supposed to be a rebuilding year for them. Yeah, and they end up earning a district title with wins against Adams and Lake Orion. Both those two teams had really good years this year. Um, and they had some um, they had some good wins as well. I mean, like so. When you look at Clarkston, there's no rebuilding at Clarkston. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. There's no rebuilding over there. It's just yeah. To say that a rebuilding year is hey, we got to the regional uh, semis, mm-hmm. uh, that's a pretty good year, no matter what level of re- quote unquote rebuilding you're in. <laughs> it is a very good year for them. I mean, like when you look at um, you know, you look at um, the only question I have for Clarkston next year is who's going to be that five. I mean, like, because Luke Schurler did so much in there for them. Um, could it be Luke Cozen? I mean, like, Cozen was only a freshman this year. He's going to be a sophomore next year. Um, he's one kid I'm high on next year for Clarkston. Um, I think when you look at next year for Clarkston, this is going to be a very dangerous basketball team. Um, when you look at the experience back, program strength's a little question mark for me right now. Really? With them, but... But I think they're going to be. Um, but I think they're going to be. They're going to be in that conversation next year. I mean, like, you know, could they have a long playoff run? I don't know. But, but you know, unfortunately for them, they were just. It's unfortunate how the draw came out for them, and um, they had to play Richard Lake St. Mary's in the regional um, semifinal. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that's kind of the wrap up here, Sam. Uh, that is mm-hmm. the basketball season, right? We still have Ferndale. Yeah, we still have so we got to see what happens with lunch. them. That one's that one obviously very very interesting. Not yeah. only from the standpoint that it's still an OA team in action, but it's uh, matchup wise, um, it looks like they have a good chance of uh, moving on. And you yeah. know, when's the last time Ferndale saw this type of uh, uh, run in the postseason? It's been a while. Nineteen eighty-five. I mean, so like eighty-five. That was... So that's just last time they won a regional. Mm-hmm. Uh, title, but they have never won a state title. Though. Okay, that we go. Have they gone to the sem- state semis? You know, ever one time? Um, I think one time they went. If they win that, they're going to get the winner of Grand Rapids Catholic Central, who's undefeated as well. Wow, they're taking on Benton Harbor um, at the Van Andel Arena in um in Grand Rapids. And if they win that, it's a trip to Breslin, preferred for Coach Ron Rickman and his team. Um, they believe they can get there, and I think they can get there. I think they're going to knock out Croswell Lexington, um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. if they get to that game against um, either Benton Harbor or um, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, it's a very difficult matchup for Ferndale. You know what I mean? Having to do the travel, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it, Rapids, it's, like, it's a flip side of what they have coming up for their opponent, right? So instead mm-hmm. of being home, they're on the west side. Yeah, they'll be on the west side, and then if they win that, they go back to East Lansing. They go to East Lansing and play at Brandon. So 
But hey, by that time, there's you know you're made it that far. There's no complaining. <laughs> no, there's no complaining. And the you take it, you'll be happy with it. And the bulk of your team is coming back next year. So what yeah, you yeah. Look at Ferndale. Of course, you have Lewis back. You're gonna have Reed back. You have Drake back. You're gonna have um, you know, and then program strength. I gotta give Juan Rickman a lot of credit. He built that program strength back up at Ferndale. Um, and. They're clicking on all cylinders right now, and that's a good thing for them going forward. Awesome. And I know uh, just to uh, let everybody know, spring sports starts this week. Mm -hmm. um, games are beginning. Uh, some were happening last week. I know there's some water polo matches uh, around this area anyway. Baseball. Yep, you got, you got baseball uh, starting up. Soccer, tennis. This week. Yes, here in Lake Orion, and uh, the Dragons take on Adams. So Adams comes to town, and uh, usually that's, that's always an interesting matchup. Yeah, that's always a it's a fun uh, kickoff to the season. It seems like Lake Orion always plays uh, Adams <laughs> in the season they opener. Clarkston one year, I remember that, that a couple years ago. Yeah, that was a shock. That doesn't usually yeah. happen. Uh, and the Lake Orion Clarkston matchup, I believe, will be at Lake Orion on the twenty seventh of April. So that's mm -hmm. that's down the line, but it's always good to see you know more kids participating in these spring sports, getting out, getting outside and doing uh, you know the activity, and uh, you know open air, not indoors mm -hmm. anymore. Hopefully everything right. stays uh, copacetic. It's safer outdoors than indoors, so you know that's what that's what I've always known. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm just hoping that it holds true because I'd love to see some. Uh, I think I got a soccer match where ONTV's covering on Tuesday and then a lacrosse match on Thursday. Um, plus, uh, yeah, so there's a lot going on. And uh, again, compressed schedules. We might talk about that next week on next yep. week's program. So any final thoughts, Sammy? Well, let's keep an eye on Friday this week. Of course, they got Crosswell Lexington. Um, and then you have, um, and then if they get that far, you know, I mean, they go to Grand Rapids and they win that. Trip to Breslin for Ferndale, so keeping a really good eye, close eye on the Eagles' path in the state playoffs. They're in Division Two, so awesome. Keep a good eye on Ferndale. I will be watching very closely Tuesday night when they um take on um Croswell Lexington. Um, I know the dumb area's got a radio station there. They're going to cover that game. Okay, so I'm going to keep an eye on that very carefully. All right, and we'll and you'll have the results next week on OA now, just like usual. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for calling yep. in. Also, keep an eye on the blog at SammySemiColonTominaBlogspot.com. All right, we'll talk to Sammy next week. See you, Sam. Yep, take care. Ian. That's it for this edition of OA now. The show is produced by Sammy Terramian, and the views on this show are his and mine alone. Get out there. Nice week this week. Get out and cheer on some of those uh, high school athletes in these sports. Get some fresh air. Get some sun. You're skin a little vitamin D. That's it for OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.